0: Aloha and welcome to Mystery Mystics and Metaphysics. I am Geraldyn St. Joseph and I am the moderator. This is a meetup and we have people from all over the world. Today's meetup is about shamanism and later on in the meetup we will be meeting with shaman Christopher who is a Taltic shaman and he is currently residing on the west coast. He will be here in a little while but until he gets here let's start answering some questions or asking some things. I, myself, I know we do a lot of shamanic journeying in my classes and when I do um, different things, I find it a very effective way to get people really deep into their space and into their their stuff. It also allows for, I'm gonna call it movement, because when you do that type of work, basically what you do is you create the space, you set the space, and you could do that energetically, or you could do that physically. I know people who put like crystals or candles, or they do the salt or sand, where they have a special area that they go into. Um, I generally use energetics, although I love using crystals too, Uh, but often I'm talking to people who are at a distance. So it's not really practical and then once you set the space then you open up and you take them on a journey You take them somewhere where they're going to meet a guide or a guardian or they're going to meet their ancestors i think shaman christopher may take us to meet our ancestors today i'm not sure i know that's a good one that he does and anyone who's taking classes with me will see his influence on on me um, because he did uh, teach me how to do those types of things. Shaman work with all kinds of tools and sometimes they don't work with any tools. So things from feathers to drums to rattles, as I said, salt, sand. Um, One of the things when we were doing the full moon ceremony that we did very often was we would we would use tobacco as an offering and cornmeal. So um, Christopher can describe this better than I can, but the cornmeal as an offering was like earth and plenty and the tobacco is like cleansing. And you would throw that into the fire along with Like we would write things down and depending on where the moon was and what was happening astrologically, we would set different intentions for each full moon and we would gather. So when you talk about the moon cycles, you can do the new moon, the full moon, those are the two that most people know about and will participate in. But you could also do the different quarter moons, like the different phases of the moon. When you're doing the new moon, because that's called the dark moon, the dark moon is you're there and you're talking about what you want to bring into your life. So what do you want to manifest as it becomes brighter? What do you want to find? What do you want to see? Because the, the light gets shed on things. Also in the dark moon, it's, it's easier to discover things that are hidden. Like you can bring things out and into greater focus. If you're trying to figure something out, a dark moon will help you do that.
1: Uh, Then you have
0: the full moon, and when we have the full moon, oftentimes what we would do is those were things we wanted to release. So if you wanted to release pain, um, I remember as Sean Christopher used to say, I release anything unlike love. So I want only the highest and greatest good for myself and those around me, and you would do that type of a thing. And it can be very profound and help people really discover what direction they want to go in and what's really happening with them if they have other things that they they need to seek out and figure out. Then the other side of that is after we would do the fire and the fire would start to die down, then we would gather in a circle and sometimes we would have drumming, sometimes we did not have drumming because I have no rhythm, apparently. I'm a good dancer though, I swear. Because I just, for whatever reason, I'd have a rhythm for a little while and then I'd just lose it. So I was not good at that. So I would hold the space and Christopher would take us on the journey and we would ask different questions and discover different things. Oftentimes we would go to meet our elders or we would go to meet our ancestors and they would give us information that we needed to move forward in whatever it was we were trying to endeavor or give us some information as to what direction we needed to go in, whatever it was we needed to know. Um, you would go down and they would give you a gift. Now, there were some people who didn't, who would not have the same experience. So like if you have 20 people in a room you might have 18 who all have the same experience or similar experiences. Like they'll, they'll go down, they'll see their elders. It's going to be their grandmother. It's going to be like uh, somebody who's further back in the lineage. But then you'll have a couple people who just have a completely different experience. And that is fine. So if we do it, if we do go into a uh, journey towards the end, Remember, whatever journey you're on is fine. You don't have to follow everybody else. You need to follow whichever way your guidance is taking you. So if it's taking you on a slightly different road, that's fine. So don't feel like there's something wrong with that. The other thing that I discovered uh, not that long ago is a medical thing. So most people have what we call a mind's eye and they can visualize and they can see things. Not everyone does, about 10% of the population, possibly more, does not have a mind's eye. So either they cannot imagine things in their head at all, uh, they may only hear sounds, They might it might be words and things like that, that's okay too. If you don't visually see it, but you feel it and you sense it or you hear something, however you receive your information is fine. That's good. You just need to go with the flow and not be concerned about what anybody else is thinking, feeling, seeing, or doing. It's not a competition. We also have people in the group who may not get anything while we were doing the journey. And then that night or the night after have like crazy dreams and be calling us like, what does this mean? So it may come to you later. And that's okay too. What everyone needs to understand is that whatever it is that you experience, your experience is valid. It's not a competition. It's not about like, you know, this person does it better than me. It's about being open to whatever spirit wants to show you or whatever gifts you have to open up. Cause we are all unique. So we experience things a little bit differently and we may understand things a little bit differently. When he comes, I may ask him about like what type of terminology, if he uses certain terminology, I'll ask him to explain. So for instance, like what does shaman mean? What does it mean to you? What does it mean like in the dictionary and what are the standards of being a shaman? Or practicing as a shaman, are there standards? Because I know as these things became more Western and it's been taken over by, I'll call it the metaphysical mu- movement and whatnot, there's completely different standards. So you don't necessarily have the same types of lineages. They still exist. However, it's not that, um, like Wanda was saying with her shamanic Reiki that someone recently has either discovered or created this or termed, you know, termed this phrase that this is what they're going to call it because this is what it feels like to them and that it feels correct to them. And more and more as we move forward, a lot of these different practices, belief systems, metaphysical communities, whatever you want to call it, they're merging. So just like shamanic Reiki is a merge of Reiki, which is a Japanese, um, comes from a Japanese healing modality. That's an energetic healing modality. And uh, shamanism is actually a worldwide, Not they don't all use that particular word, but it is um, the practice of shamanism, the medicine woman, the medicine man, uh, the priest, the priestess, that is worldwide in all cultures it's seen throughout time. So those are two that are a little bit different because one's a little more specialized than the other. So those are things that I would like to discuss once Shaman Christopher gets here. And guess what? He's here. I'm going to stop the recording for a moment. We are back. So, Shaman Christopher, yay! So please,
2: Christopher, here. please just call me Christopher. <laughs> it's a little pretentious, you know? I'm, I'm like not one of those pretentious people. Please don't do that. I'm just uh, Well,
0: I always call you David Christopher. I'm trying to get the shaman in there instead of saying
2: David. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So we do have a bunch of questions. I was sending you some questions during the week as we got them. Um, one of the questions is, what are the different shamanic practices? Do you know of different types of shamanism and what makes it shamanism?
2: Well, you know, the whole shaman or shamanism is kind of a generic uh, term. So you gotta be careful. I, I, I can't speak for other people and cultures and traditions, I can only kind of speak about my own personal experience really from authority. I mean, I could speak like generically, so I don't, you know, I don't want to cause any offense. Um, but you know, a shaman, or you know, shamanism is uh, uh, kind of an intermediary between worlds, you know, between the seen and the unseen, and uh, helping people uh, understand and get in contact with that part. Um, you know uh, so that's kind of what I do people have questions about things that they can't quite explain you know about uh, you know what they're feeling or seeing uh, you know um, you know we talk about uh, a lot of those things um, and then Jerilyn's uh, participated quite a few times with me on full moons in Hawaii and and uh, um, you know, from strangers, friends of friends that just showed up and uh, give them an experience of uh, kind of the unseen, you know.
0: I was just explaining about the full moon ceremonies to them and that, yeah, I mean, whatever was... your experience is, it's valid, whether you see something or you don't see something, whether you hear it, whether you feel it, whether you have a dream that night. It's all a part of the, the process that you pick things up differently and that's okay. So, you are a Toltec shaman,
2: correct? Uh, yeah, I trained uh, uh, somewhat in that tradition, but I was very fortunate that uh, my teachers were not real strict traditionalists in a sense that you have to do it this way. They said take what what works for you, make it your own. I also trained, uh, you know, with a Kahuna, and and pretty much she was also uh, quite. Uh, um, uh, OK with that, you know, outside of a tradition, but at the same t- time, you know, allowing you the freedom to kind of take what works for you and making it your own, you know, some other places, learnings, teachings, you know, very traditional. This is the way you do it. And this is the way I taught you. And you, you got to maintain this. And it works for them, you know, but, but that wasn't going to work for me. You know, Uh So yeah, you know, people ask me a question. I can't like really speak with authority except my own personal experience. But uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate that, uh, you know, a lot of flexibility uh, in in, uh, the way I was taught and uh, what I do.
0: Okay. So are there any unique beliefs, characters or characteristics or practices that make it shamanism versus just being a spiritual
2: practice or is it like more nebulous wow really tough question you know uh, (laughs)
0: yeah
2: one of my teachers you know she she often refer you know said that you know once you dive deep it's all the same we're only separated by language you know we have different names for different things and then as I've shared with other uh, uh, shamans through other cultures and it's like you, you listen to them talk and, and 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 you sense what they're talking about because oftentimes, especially in English, there's not a lot of uh, terms for uh, the experiences. So you end up just kind of nodding, but you have a feeling with this other person that they've had a similar experience. There's a synchronicity of vibration of thought that carries across language that, you know, it's, it's just the other person you feel familiar or comfortable with what you're discussing and even though you don't have quite uh the words for it you know um, yeah it's quite amazing uh, to have those kinds of experiences of just shared acknowledgement of yeah this person is special to you because they've, they've had similar experiences hi how you doing you're not gerald
0: <laughs> oh i don't know what you're looking at
2: yeah. i don't know some something uh in the feed, kind of crossed signals there, with some oh, uh, some uh, gentleman he had a looked like a college uh, alumni shirt on or something. Okay. <laughs> oh, there he is! Uh, I can't say. Oh, Philadelphia, is that it? There you
0: go. Oh,
2: Philadelphia hey. Eagles. There you go. Hi. Hello. 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 Saw- how are you?
0: Okay, we are trying to do this part, and then we'll we'll go on to have like actual questions being asked, and that part I generally don't record unless I get everybody's permission to record it. So um, a lot of the questions are the same about if you're aligned with a, a specific religion or do you serve a specific community? I believe that answer is no, not really.
2: <laughs> you know, I, 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 I had a mom who, who uh, would often park me at, at on Sundays and at, at my brothers at a local church, you know, a community church that tended, tended, a lot of them tended to be kind of Protestant, you know, so, you know, I'm kind of versed in, in, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, uh, basic uh, Bible teachings and studies, Um, you know, and then uh, I also studied for a while, uh, self realization fellowship techniques. Uh, uh, You might have heard. Autobiography of a Yogi Paramahansa Yogananda. So, yeah, studied uh, a little bit of his teachings. Um, but, yeah, I don't really kind of align myself with a particular following or religion. You know, um, once you dive deep, you know, it, it's uh, pretty much all the same. Uh, tools and techniques vary from uh, teacher to student to uh, tradition. But uh, the results are is, is somebody you're working with or for, are they getting better? Um, Do they feel more empowered, more free in their lives, you know, less pain, less sadness, more joy, uh, more love? Are they able to, you know, expand outwards, you know, and that's kind of what we're looking for. I can't like, you know, close off myself to a tradition. if, If it doesn't serve all those realms by saying, Oh no, this is the religion. This is the path I walk, you know, try not to be, you know, I very much try not to be dogmatic about, um, any of my beliefs, because as soon as I kind of hold firm to a a belief, something might come along and knock it, knock it out of me, you know? So, you know, well, yeah, it it, it can be painful to have your belief system challenged, you know? So you always got to be aware of when you have an emotional reaction to something, you know, it's like, hmm, is there a negative or limiting belief in this? Or, Or is there something that I'm afraid of? And if I say yes, then I have to really kind of look at it and, and uh, embrace it and find out what's on the other side. And that's how I try to move forward in my life.
0: True, do that. So there's, there's two lines of questioning. One is like, um, how do you know if you're called to be a shaman? How do you find my teacher and that type of thing? And then the other side is more esoteric, like um, talking about, working with the angels and working metaphysically spiritually versus working with the earth energies and about um what is divine and things like that so i'm going to go with the more mundane questions first and then get into the more esoteric if that's okay with you
2: yeah that's fine
0: okay so uh what does the day in the life of a shaman look like (laughs)
2: Well, I wake up, go to the bathroom, go get some coffee. Um, you know, it's pretty much, and then I head off to my uh, uh, day job that pays, uh, you know, the majority of my bills, um, which is, I don't know if you could tell, but I got like a fluorescent green t-shirt on, you know, uh, and, uh, I'm quite tan because I work outside in the construction industry. Um, so yeah, um, kind of your regular average Joe, if you didn't uh, ask me anything like, uh, You know, how do you do an exorcism? Which most people usually don't.
0: We thought that green glow is just like your bright,
2: bright aura. My aura has fluorescent day glow, you know, green. But yeah, you know, I I do have some practices, uh, uh, you know, some prayer meditation, um, you know, and then mindful of my thought process. But, you know, there's nothing super special that I do. Uh, I once had- How do you
0: work with people? like what what types of things do you do with people like with clients like do clients generally come to you once or twice or are they mostly students
2: or what what uh well that's a good question sometimes uh you know my students are my clients uh sometimes clients do become students and then there are some people that after you know uh one or two sessions three sessions um they don't come back which is means i've been doing my job because I've I've uh, fixed their problem and empowered them along the way so that they don't feel like they need to come back. And sometimes that healing takes place and then uh, they want to know more, you know? And um, yeah, I have an apprentice. Um, basically it started because we had a conversation about migraine headaches and I told her what I thought it was. And then two weeks later she goes, wow, that really works. What else can you teach me? <laughs> And uh, yeah, and it went from there, Um, you know, um, but it's not typical, you know, somebody has a simple medical problem, I, you know, I had a bit of a relationship with her before. But uh, when she asked me that question, you know, there was a a comfort in that I could like, typically read and scan her in that moment and just have a simple conversation that I could go ahead and really dive into, you know, a quick diagnosis and uh, a quick, a lesson for her that she ran with, um, you know, sometimes it'd be like, yeah, I got a migraine. I'll be like, yeah, okay, take some aspirin, you know, call your doctor because it's, you know like that, but it, there's a synchronicity involved too with, with certain things, but uh, yeah, and then I have people that have been students for years and I haven't talked to in a few years and then they call me up and say, hey, what's going on? And I said, well, you know, it's just energy on the planet shifting, so you, you want to, you know few lessons and they're like yeah okay so we schedule some uh you know private coaching sessions which you western term and we'd get introduced to some new energies um jerilyn can tell you about some of the latest and greatest things that we've kind of pulled out of the ethers or i don't know if i could say pulled out of the ethers but i've kind of uh, uh been knocking on my uh consciousness i could say asking to be made aware of. And, uh, yeah, you know, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, ground to cover there between students, clients, and uh, you know, just in general.
0: So how did you know that you had the calling to become a shaman or to follow about, like the Toltec shamanism and how would a person know that they have a calling like that? How does that come up?
2: Well, I can only really speak for myself personally. Um, I've heard in some traditions that, you know, people often suffer, you know, a great illness and then they go to a healer and then, you know, they ended up apprenticing to that person or, you person. well, it wasn't quite sort of that thing, but for me, it was, um, yeah, I I was uh, early 20s. And at the time, I had a marriage that wasn't doing too well. So I went ahead and looked for a family therapist counselor. And uh, yeah, so I made an appointment with her. And after seeing her a couple of times, um, I had a uh, an awakening experience in her office. I mean, I thought I was having a heart attack at the time. She goes, yeah, there was a big blockage. I'm like, okay. And I think after that session, uh, yeah, um, but. Two or three sessions later I ended up waking up in the middle of the night and there was this bright white light glowing over me and I, I, I kind of woke up my wife told her I had this dream and she was like okay and then uh, was overcome by this uh, force that was just terrifying and magical and uh, yeah and that was kind of my awakening experience and then all of a yeah, I sudden read
0: some traditions like it's you get struck by lightning not once three times. No, thank you. (laughs) That seems kind of harsh. That's a a hell of an initiation. Like, ow.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah, I I don't recommend it. Um, How
0: did you find your teacher?
2: Well, it was pretty much my uh, um, first wife. She was just kind of wandering around uh, doing sales calls, and the synchronicity was that she walked in this woman's office and grabbed a business card and you know we were having at the time some marital problems so she said let's go see this person she's a counselor i'm like sure why not so yeah just synchronicity fate destiny what do you want karma whatever you want to call it Um, but after working with her i mean i didn't know she was a shaman she didn't uh bill herself as that she would just you know family counselor therapist i'm like okay and then after a few sessions you know I, i was asking more about herself and uh, yeah, that's how I found out what she does and uh, went from there. Um, and then after working with her for a little while, yeah, my intuition just kind of like skyrocketed. You know, it was almost like a voice just pounding inside my head and in my chest, go here, go there, do this, do that. You know, now it's a lot more subtle. You know, you pay attention to it when it's subtle, because if you don't, it gets louder and louder until it's like screaming at you and you ignore it uh, as we say, at your own peril, because, uh, if you do something, I wouldn't say bad happens, but something that can make you really uncomfortable for a little while can, uh, uh, yeah. Get so. a little
0: more expressive. So yeah. if, if you were, if someone was asking you, like, how do you find the right teacher? And then the second part of that question is what does shamanic training look like? Like, is there a specific way that the training happens? And I know you only know your particular type, but I guess people want to know, like, what do they look for to know that their teacher is the right teacher for them?
2: Um, wow. Uh, you know, there's no wrong teacher.
0: Wait until we get to the esoteric <laughs> ones.
2: Those are the easy ones. <laughs> oh, you know, Finding the right teacher, there are no wrong teachers. Um, It's just that some might be um, more challenging than others. Because if you really understand that everything has a lesson, although you might not understand that lesson, you know, 20 till 20 or 30 years down the road, and it might kind of at the first bite and swallow it might be kind of bitter going down. So yeah, I've had a few teachers that have, um, yeah, um, kind of, like I said, the first bite or swallow and it's been kind of bitter lessons but uh you know 10 20 years of hindsight it's like wow they were great but um uh if you're looking for a teacher you want i would say you know somebody that really kind of honors respects you you know sometimes some teachers you know they're out there and and i kind of quote unquote you know call them teachers you know they're looking for students and money and and uh, control so if they're too controlling and they're, they're too demanding on, you know, not very clear on, you know, the financial picture that, you know, you're going to be sucked into more and more classes that just keep getting more and more expensive and they're trying to control you, you know, uh, yeah. The power
0: dynamic, you yes, to be careful. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, kind of a...
0: And manipulation.
2: A manipulative power dynamic, yeah, be careful, you know, but...
0: Uh, and like David Christopher said, you... Like the whole point of these teachings is to help empower you so that you can go out and help other people as well as yourself. And if you feel drained after working with someone, and I'm not talking about tired because something was difficult one day. I'm talking about feeling drained or stunted or held back. That is a good cue that you're probably not working with the right person or you may not be working with someone who is the right energetic fit for you they may be you know, doing it for different reasons.
2: Now, I just wanna um, qualify that. A good teacher, um, yeah, they're gonna make you upset. They're gonna piss you off. They're gonna make you angry because they're gonna be a catalyst for making you look at your limiting belief structure. And now with neuroscientists, being able to image your brain in real time and see how it fires, um, they actually know that when your belief systems are challenged, the pain centers of your brain actually light up, you know, and that's why some people actually get really violently angry when, you know, their system, uh, belief systems are confronted um, because you're, you're actually making people in pain. And, you know, a lot of my training has been to, um, A, understand where your beliefs come from and how to uh, move through them so that you're not uh, stuck. Um, You know, enlightened masters, they have untangled that whole um, uh, energy, uh, you know, the emotional energy and their beliefs so that they just have that energy free rather than a belief tied to an action. You know, if I push button A, I'm going to feel this way. So they could just go ahead. Oh, that's a button. But guess what? There's no energy coming off of it. They they have the ability to have all that energy to themselves. And that's how they do magic. You know, they do miracles because they've uh, freed their whole being pretty much up of, you know, uh, belief structure that limits their energy flow. And and, and the idea is to remove all of that and then your, your intake of energy from the divine source, you know, is pretty much unlimited. And uh, that's why I talk about embracing your fear and the other side's power. It's like, yeah, you, you can dissolve that uh, limiting belief structure and allow more energy from the divine cosmos to flow into you. Yes. I hope, hopefully that makes sense it's, very
0: uh, empowering yes yeah i mean it, it's not like you're not going to have any bumps in the road but it's a different dynamic and a different feeling um mm-hmm. sensation physically and otherwise when you're with somebody who's supporting you through those things
2: yeah or a lot of controlling uh manipulative teachers will keep you angry and excited mm-hmm. because at, at, at first, it feels kind of powerful, but at the same time, they're draining that energy and they're just using that high, heightened energy state to kind of manipulate and control you. You know, versus having a teacher kind of point out something that is a limited belief structure and kind of creating a dynamic for you. You know, requiring you to take a look at it. So, if you're a continualist, continuously always angry and pissed off with the teacher, yeah, it's probably not a good idea to stick around and hang out with them but occasionally you know a teacher will challenge you and require you to you know kind of dive deep into what is your belief system
0: yeah and that's a yeah. good way for us to segue into the esoteric stuff okay <laughs> so um does the unseen experience also come from divinity so when you talk about the seen and the unseen and going um doing journeys and that type of thing. Does the unseen experience also come from divinity? Divinity? Yes. So you have people who are, who make a division between earth-based things and then like a divine intervention, I guess um there's earth-based things and then you have things coming from um the higher realms or whatever you want to call people like to separate them we know that they are everything is basically together but is there a difference between the energetic when you're talking about like the earth energies and the earth uh magics than dealing with like angels and that kind of thing
2: Wow, Uh, you know, people are just splitting hairs, you know, if you really kind of go to a certain point, it's all light. And then as you move from light, it breaks down into, you know, uh, kind of positive and negative light. And then as you go break it down some more, different colors of light, and then vibration, and then sound, and then, you know, manifestations of that, that have a consciousness, you know, um, you know, the consciousness of, you know, a demon versus an angel. And then, and then as that energy coalesces and forms, it becomes the planets and those planets have break down into a, a type of consciousness of itself. And then that planetary consciousness breaks down into Earth spirits. And, you know, um, and then there's different planes of energy that, you know, you would call the divine angelic realm, but it all exists in the Kind of same time space continuum, uh, you know. I use a um, for a shamanic journey um, what's called the axis mundi in some uh, scholarly uh, language. You know, basically it's it's a, a way to connect our consciousness, an exercise, and to uh, bridge those different. Uh, um, connections from, or, or worlds. Uh, so Gerilyn, uh, I don't know if she's mentioned or have you mentioned, uh, like when we do the journeys, we talk about, uh, traveling through a tree.
0: I didn't say exactly what it was, but I we might do one.
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, so you'll see in, uh, some spiritual traditions, they worship a tree and it's a metaphor for something that connects, uh, uh, Spiritual realms from the earth to the the, the heavens, you know, and and on a, some subconscious belief level level, it makes sense. So we'll we'll uh, you know if we do a shamanic journey, you end up with uh, you know using the tree as as a metaphor, but it makes sense to our conscious and subconscious mind because if you if you look at it, at say a tree and a root system and and a uh, branch and leaf system, it just looks like also our nervous system. So you, you reference that into some uh, like Nordic traditions, Nordic shamanic tradition, traditions, they, they talk about that. And at the same time in the Christian Bible it talks about the tree of life. It talks about the nervous system. So yeah, there's all these kind of myths and metaphors that overlap. And once you start diving into the world and you see, oh yeah, that's kind of an abstract concept of, you know, a myth and metaphor for us to kind of connect with those different realms. Um, yeah, so just different flavors of energy that have a different specific purpose for being, you know, and, and, uh, hopefully I'm making sense. You know, it's, 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 uh, one of those things that, uh, I don't know, different people's trainings and readings and, and experiences. Um, you know, so I'm trying to keep it as, as, uh, easy to understand as possible for a general public without really kind of diving into specifics for like a training.
0: Yes. So are you willing to do a a little journey for us? Right now? I don't know if right now do you guys uh, if you have other questions you want me to ask please put them in the chat and if you want a journey right now then put that in the chat too just put journey or yeah (laughs) so that we know what the consensus is at the moment. So, what does what consists of a journey, or what what constitutes a
2: journey? Um, a daydream could be a journey. Um, uh, basically, we're we're taking our consciousness, our, our you know, waking consciousness, and and uh, um, uh, focusing our attention somewhere else, and having an experience. Now, there's um, you know, more and more sophisticated. Uh, techniques and tools to journey um, and, uh, you know, specific purposes uh, for a journey. Um, So, you know, we journey every night, believe it or not, and we shamanic journey every night. It's called the dream state. Uh, Shamans are also quite capable in uh, the dream time. So some people call it- and I said it was
0: unfair that you get to do the same work that I do, but I got to be awake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be there with a client, you'd be like,
0: I'm going to go take a nap.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's kind of conscious awake, uh, conscious dreaming. You know, lucid dreaming, that's also the realm of shamans that uh, oftentimes will uh, be waking up tired and like, what do you mean? You slept 10 hours? I'm like, yeah, I was quite busy. And they're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I had a habit uh, at this one house I lived in that every afternoon when I got home, I would take a nap on this couch and I had this vortex I had built up over the years. And I think Gerald experienced it a few times um, that would instantly kind of uh, knock people out and they would just be kind of like, oh wow, it feels good sitting here like, yeah. And then you know, fall asleep or they'd have an experience. But um, yeah, dreaming energy is, is a type of uh, shamanic journey. But you know, it's it's like anything that we have is if you focus and practice on it, it becomes a tool. Um, breath work is a shamanic way to journey. Uh, people uh, might have heard of like Wim Hof. He's got like some world records for you know sitting in a bucket of ice or a bath of ice that most people would die of hypothermia, but he's used his breath to train his body and his will to surpass you know things that are medically, quote unquote, impossible. Um, you know, and, and he uses that to uh, shamanic journey. So, yeah, all, all these tools, techniques to alter your consciousness, to gather information and, and uh, shape your reality the way you want. All right, so what's the consensus?
0: Looks like everybody said, um, or everybody who answered said, yeah, journey, yeah, journey, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, journey, I'm in, yeah, journey,
2: yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, so uh you have a Venmo account? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. So everybody, Venmo, Gerilyn, uh, $50. And then once we have your money, we'll <laughs> I would, wouldn't do that to you guys. But I uh, tell you what, um, if you're all ready to journey, I could do this right now. Um, it's not the most uh,
0: convenient place or whatever.
2: Well, I'm in a parking lot sitting under a shaded tree. I've, I've just, it's, some places are more conducive. I mean, You know, who who can say, uh, you know, more perfect than others. I mean, every moment is perfect, but let's face it full moon beach in Hawaii under the stars uh, fire, you know, of course, my gorgeous self leading it, you know, and uh, gorgeous Gerald St. Joseph uh, giving me a hand, you know, about as close to perfect as it can be. But what the heck we all live in a virtual reality anyway.
0: Okay. So if you we're all ready to, to go, my, my uh, bowls or anything to start off with the, the bringing a bowl or anything? Or do you just want to start? Just start? <coughs> um,
2: well, the most powerful thing we have, I mean, rattles, bowls, drums, they're just tools. But the most powerful and probably overlooked tool is breath and intention. So tonight we're going to just go ahead'm i you know for me, I'm on the east coast Pacific or you guys are on the east coast I'm sitting here in the Pacific Northwest, you know in, you know in eighty 90 degree weather and daylight. you know usually we do these things kind of at twilight when it, when the world is kind of separated by or the veil between the worlds is kind of thin, but I could do this uh, anytime, any place because time and space are no barriers to consciousness. And Gerald's heard me say this many times. So, you know, um, so yeah, so we're gonna set our intention. Everybody wants to do a little journey, I'm like, all right. So everybody that wishes to make the journey, uh, just just focus on the idea of that, yeah, we're gonna do a shamanic journey and we're gonna connect with everybody. So, um, Gerald, you wanna say a, a prayer of protection for us?
0: Take a deep breath and let it out slowly. And again. And release. There's a ball of white light above our heads from it emanates shafts of light that enters through the tops of our heads and fills us with its energy. Feel this energy as it courses through you. Cleansing, balancing, connecting. It fills your head, into your throat, into your arms, and down your waist, through your hips, down your legs. See yourself as blowing from within. The ball of white light energy expands and descends until it encompasses you and your space, giving you Clear passage into
1: the other world. All right. With that, the
2: circle is made sacred. All right. What I want everybody to do is just breathe in with me and breathe out. And I'm going to just kind of talk us through this. So, all right. As we breathe in and then breathe out. We are joining
1: ourselves, our consciousness. The breath connects us all. It connects through time and space, everybody in this circle. So we breathe in and out. Remember, as we breathe in, we're breathing in the oxygen the trees give off of, and we'll breathe out. We're giving back carbon dioxide, which feeds the trees, and we breathe in. And breathe out and through the breath across time we are breathing out what feeds the trees and the trees breathe out what feeds us and connecting us across time and space breath so as the dinosaurs breathed in and out so we can connect with the dinosaurs and as we breathe in and breathe out we can connect with our ancestors from across time across space as we breathe in and breathe out, you can connect through time and space, forward and back, through all saints and sages of all religions, of all races, of all colors, of all planets. So breathing in, just imagine yourself, you're breathing in the future, you're breathing out, you're breathing out the past. Breathing in, future, breathing out the past. Breathing in the future, breathing out the past. And as you breathe in that future, and you're breathing out the past, feel that space between breaths. That's the ever, the present, the eternal now. So you're breathing in the future, and breathing out the past. Feel that space between breaths. Getting longer and deeper and wider. Feeling that space between breaths getting longer and deeper and wider as you're breathing in the future and breathing out the past. Breathing in the future. Breathing out the past. Feeling that space between breaths getting longer and deeper and wider. There you go. Breathing in the future, breathing out the past, feeling that space between breaths, getting longer and deeper and wider, the ever, the present, the now. And I want you to see yourself in your mind's eye, see yourself in your mind's eye, see yourself in your mind's eye, as you're breathing in the future, and breathing out the past <sighs> breathing in the future and breathing out the past <sighs> feeling that space between breaths getting longer and deeper and wider i want you to see yourself in your mind's eye see yourself in your mind's eye as you're breathing in the future then breathing out the past, feeling that space between breaths, getting longer, deeper, and wider. And as you see yourself in your mind's eye, see yourself in your mind's eye, just imagine yourself, see yourself walking out, walking out, walking out onto this great green meadow. As you're breathing in the future, breathing out the past feeling that space between breaths getting longer and deeper and wider as you see yourself walking out onto this great green meadow breathing in the future breathing out the past feeling that space between breaths getting longer deeper and wider feeling that ever-present eternal now As you're walking out onto this great green meadow, walking out, walking out, walking out on this great green meadow, you look out to the horizon. You see this magnificent tree. You're walking out onto this great green meadow and you see this great tree on the horizon. And as you breathe in the future and breathe out the past, that space, that pause between breaths, getting longer and deeper and wider. And as you're walking closer and closer to that great tree on the horizon, notice how that tree's branches and leaves reach up into the heavens. And as you look down its trunk, how its great roots bury itself down into the earth, (laughs) reaching down into the center of the earth as you walk around the tree, you see a doorway. You see this doorway as you breathe in the future and breathe out the past. Feel that space between breaths getting longer and deeper and wider. As you breathe in the future and breathe out the past, feel that space between breaths getting longer, deeper and wider. as you walk around this tree, you spy a doorway. This doorway is just for you. As you reach the doorway, stepping through the doorway, stepping through the doorway, stepping through the doorway, stepping through the doorway, doorway, remembering everything. As you're breathing in the future and breathing out the past, feeling that space between breaths getting longer and deeper and wider. And as your eyes become accustomed to the light inside the tree, you notice a stairway. And you start walking down the stairway, walking down the stairway, as you're breathing in the future and breathing out the past. As you feel that space between breaths Getting longer and deeper and wider. Walking down, down, walking down. Remembering everything, walking down, down. And then off in the distance, you see a glowing light. And as you walk down and you get closer, you see a fire. And as you walk closer, you see this fire and it's surrounded by beings, these glowing beings. And as you get closer, you notice they're your grandfathers and grandmothers, our ancestors that have gone before. And they embrace you and say, welcome. It's been a while since we've seen you. Welcome, welcome. And feel the love and hear the knowledge and the secrets they have to share with you, the secrets of your lineage the knowledge of your lineage, the lessons learned of your lineage, as you breathe in the future and breathe out the past, and feel that space between breaths, the ever, the present, the now. And remember whatever you feel, whatever you see, whatever you hear, remembering everything, as you breathe in the future, and breathe out the past as they embrace you and hold you. And as you breathe in the future and breathe out the past, know that you are they and they are you. As you feel that space between breaths getting longer and deeper and wider. And now just give it a moment or an eternity Enjoy their presence in that space. Remembering to breathe in the future and breathe out the past as you feel that space between breaths. And now it's time. It's time to say goodbye and we'll see them again. And remembering everything, remembering everything, bringing all your awareness, all your consciousness, as you breathe in the future and breathe out the past. Feeling that space between breaths, you turn back to the stairway, back to the stairway, bringing back all of you up the stairway, back, bringing back all of you up the stairway, up, up the stairway, and now back through the doorway, bringing back all of you, all of your awareness, all of your consciousness, taking a deep breath in, deep breath out, back across the meadow, and then back into your, back into seeing yourself inside yourself, breathing deeply, breathing deeply, seeing yourself all back inside your body. I want you to just kind of rub your feet on the floor, flex your fingertips and slowly open your eyes and bring your awareness back to the here and now, remembering everything. All right.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much, John and Christopher. I'm going to wrap up this part of the series so that everybody can then um, talk out loud and it will not be recorded. So if you enjoyed this, we are on Meetup. We are Mystery Mystics and Metaphysics. You can find Shaman Christopher on psychicinhawaii.com. And I will also uh, put his contact information below when I post this so that you can contact him and get some one-on-one training or some healing. Thank you. Do you have anything else you want to say, David?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> for me it's always a treat to hear people's experiences afterwards because they're always so different um, and yet yet at the same time they're all the same because you know we've all did the journey it's a rough outline you guys get to fill in the details, but depending on um, when where um, you know who needs of the the uh people that went on the journey, what they see, what they experience, and what's always amazing for me is that people who go, wow, I saw the same thing, or I experienced the same thing. (laughs) Because I didn't write it, I just had an outline and you all filled in the the, um, spaces. And that's always, for me, a a real treat, because as I said before, time and space are no barriers to consciousness, and we're all connected, we're all one. You know, I just love this.
0: Awesome. So for privacy reading reasons, we're not going to record the Yes, please. Where you guys are telling us things, but, What I'd like you to start to do is, if you have a pen and paper, just write down what you experienced and let's see how how similar our experiences are or what comes up as you're writing. And you could also put in the chat if you feel like you would like to. We are signing off. And again, if you enjoyed meeting uh, Shaman Christopher Elo, you can find him at psychicinhawaii.com. I will also put his contact information in the description below once this is posted on youtube and everyone blessings mahalo